We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the NBA Front Office Show. It's draft day. Finally, it is here. Draft day coming up tonight. I hope you join us live right here on the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. We'll be breaking down every pick, all the latest news, all the rumors, the trades, all of that going to be a lot of fun. But today, well, we've got a trade to break down. Again, another <laughs> variation of the trade sending Christoph Porzingis to the Boston Celtics. Finally went down. It looked like it was going down to the wire last night. But the Memphis Grizzlies come in and save the day after the Clippers decided to pull out of the trade due to concerns about Malcolm Brogdon and his injury situation. So, Keith, uh, where do you want to start? Because there's plenty to, uh, to plenty of angles to look at for this. Want to start with, did you eat pancakes today? I have not eaten yet. Okay. <laughs> it's it's too right. early. Well, you eat, you pan- enjoy your pancakes, and I'll keep the rest of that quote clean uh, for, <laughs> for our, our audience here. Um all right, all right, if you don't get that, that's a draft day reference. That's a draft day. Watch draft, watch draft day. Watch draft day. If you it. find yourself yeah. just endlessly refreshing Twitter today or scrolling, yeah. you know, just put draft day on on in the background, and then yeah. you know, you can uh, you can enjoy that. It will make it your day good and, and terrible movie at the same time. It'll make your day that much more enjoyable for sure. Yeah. And it's funny. Did you see the guy who commented like, "You guys could write the screenplay. It's not hard to write a screenplay," and it's like. Really? It's not hard to write a screenplay? I don't know. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. I feel like it would be hard. All right. Trade. So let's go through the parameters of the trade now. Uh, The reworked trade, as you said, Clippers out, Mm -hmm. Grizzlies in. The Boston Celtics acquire Chris Stapps, Porzingis. They will get the 25th pick in tonight's draft. Uh, They will also get a future first-round pick, which is a Golden State Warriors pick uh, that's coming from Memphis. That pick is, let me just pull it up. I should have been better prepared. It is protected one through four in 2024, uh, then top one protected in 2025, and then completely unprotected in 2026. Okay. It's probably going to convey next year, right? I can't right. imagine a world where the Warriors are that bad. Uh, again, it did happen, you know, but it, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, then the Memphis Grizzlies get Marcus Smart. Uh, in this trade, and they're going to get the the uh, no Washington, I believe, gets the thirty fifth. Gets thirty five, yeah, yeah. And then so that's what the Grizzlies get is Marcus Smart, and then the Wizards will get Tyus Jones, Danilo Gallinari, Mike Muscala, uh, who had his team option picked up in order to be in this trade, and then they will get the thirty fifth pick in tonight's draft from the Celtics. So that mm-hmm. that's the parameters of everything. 
we can start with whatever team you want to start with, and then we'll touch on the Clippers part of this at the end, I guess. Let's let's start with your team because holy moly, Keith, the Celtics just my absolutely team is Seattle Supersonics. The Seattle Supersonics. That's right. The Seattle Supersonics who who will have a team again in the next five years. Yes. It should it'll be the Sonics again, won't it? It better be. It, it should be, be right. They kept the name. Yeah, that was part of the be. deal, sending mm-hmm. OKC, sending yeah. the team to OKC. But anyway, that's you know, that's I think there's like a thing too where maybe like all the stuff reverts back to the like the championships and all that stuff. Like they, they I think it might kind of reassume kind of like the Charlotte Hornets reassumed the identity uh, right. when, when it all reverted back. But that's not, no one cares about that. Let's, let's get into the <laughs> Anyway, we made it um, less than less than four minutes, and we're already off. Before we're going off the rails, it's game. early. I'm tired. I, I didn't <laughs> yeah, sleep I'm much. <laughs> That's the way it goes. But, uh, but uh, let's start with the Celtics. I, I think they absolutely stole value in this trade. I look at this and I go, "How did they get the best player and two firsts? What what the hell happened here, Keith?" Yeah, it's so right for Celtics fans. This is obviously really tough because Marcus Marr was beloved by most Celtics fans. And sure. like any player in any giant fan base, there are detractors too, right? There are people today that are absolutely celebrating because they're like, he, he doesn't shoot well, he takes crazy shots, all that stuff. But for the most part, just a beloved player uh, by Celtics fans. So that part makes it hard, right? Anytime you trade a guy like that, even if it is a role player, uh, which Marcus Smart is a very good one, but a Mm -hmm. role player, it's hard on a fan base. And it's been nine years with with the guy. So that that makes it, you know, tricky there too. But to your point, Chris Porzingis is a very different player from Marcus Smart. Um, I tend to believe a better player. um, Yes. Compare compare the two, um, you know, just the role is very different. You know, Boston's now a little bit weaker in there, but not a little bit, quite a bit weaker in their backcourt because we're going to talk about Malcolm Brogdon here in a minute. Right. Um, and they're they're you know, but stronger in their front court. There's questions: Is Grant Williams going to be back? It leans towards probably not. It looks like he'll, he'll probably be somewhere else now. Um, but with, with all this, and then like you said, then you get two first round picks out of this and it's funny because the naysayers are like who cares those are late first round picks well they those we just a whole bunch of people and some of the same people were saying who cares lavished praise on the denver nuggets for trading up into the end of the first round well that's what the celtics did here you Mm -hmm. you need to start balancing when you're going to be that top heavy in salary you need to balance out your roster with draft picks because those come in much cheaper salaries, especially in the 20s, and uh, team control for several years. Challenges you got to hit on them, right? You have to you have yeah. to actually draft guys who can play because if you don't, you know it's there. Not necessarily somebody's jumping right in the rotation today on a title contending team, but within the next couple of years, they need to be able to be a part of it. Some teams are better at that than others. Uh, Porzingis, we, we talked some about this uh, yesterday, so. I'm not rehash all of it, but you know, my guess is comes in, he'll play uh similar to the Rob Williams role defensively, which is kind of roaming. Um, you know, as a shot blocking guy. Uh offensively, he's gonna open up the floor. He I after uh we got done and I started writing about the trade, I pulled a bunch of stats. He's one of the best deep ball shooters in the NBA, which sounds crazy because that's like a Steph Curry, Damian Lillard sure. thing. But, you know, he, he's, you know, that good, you know, at shooting from, uh, you know, 28 feet and beyond. Uh, you know, really, really solid, you know, good, solid finisher. This 
past year and a half or so, he really started mashing guys in the post on uh, on switches and things. It wasn't so much of the – he used to be when he was a kid. It was like, I'm going to spin off you and get to the dunk, or I'm going to try to go through you. Now it's like, well, I can just turn and shoot over 90% yeah. of the league. And he started doing that even more. So wonderful offensive fit. Should be a fine defensive fit. Backcourt weekend, a part of that is Malcolm Brogdon – Something's going on. He's too. He was. He was hurt enough that the L.A. Clippers of all teams who have like, Kawhi and Paul George. <laughs> yeah, we're like, nope, we're nope, we're out on this. Uh, Brian Windhorst, uh, Windhorst uh, reported this morning uh, on ESPN that it's the injury concerns are bad enough that it doesn't look like the Celtics will be able to trade Brogdon in the short term. Mm. You can always get around that. You know, if they started throwing around, hey, what about two first round picks or three? Obviously, teams would say, sure, yeah, we don't care if you can play or not. The goal is to get the picks. You know, that there, there's ways you can work around it. But in a you know, reasonable value trade, it doesn't sound like it's going to be there, and that's why the Clippers pulled out. So that kind of leaves you with Derek White as your only really healthy guard ready to go on the roster. Uh, Peyton Pritchard, who we all have assumed was going to be traded. Uh, now right. we'll see what that looks like with him. Um, you know, maybe he stays and sticks and becomes a bigger part of the rotation. So, you know, the Celtics are, you know, they're, I'm going to just put it this way. I think they're very much a work in progress and I don't think they're done. I think there's a lot more to come and they're going to continue to, to move bigger things within this off season, not just tweaks around the edges. I mean, they could take the picks that they got and turn that into a point guard um, mm -hmm. if, yep. if they are so inclined and if the opportunity is there to present itself. But yeah, I mean, I mean, look, I understand it's difficult from an emotional standpoint to move Marcus Smart, but how could you say no to that? I mean, good Lord, that just yeah. fell into your lap. You get two, you get, again, you got the best player and got paid for it in first round. But normally that's not how that goes. Normally, if you're getting the best player, you're the team that's got to send out draft capital, but I think they absolutely destroyed this trade. And I'm shocked because they were the team that was kind of under the gun. Right? And we were all counting down mm -hmm. like, okay, they got 30 minutes to pull this off. Okay, 15 minutes. And then and by the they, end of the night, I assumed like, all right, we're going to get the next tweet we're going to get is Porzingis and the Wizards have agreed to push his date back to right. the 23rd or whatever. And, you know, off, you know, and it would be, you know, worked out today or, or tomorrow, meaning, you know, today, Thursday, tomorrow, Friday. That, that was kind of where my head was at was, you know, we'll go and maybe the teams will still select for each other. But yeah, I mean, then all of a sudden, you know, yeah, Memphis jumps in here and says, well, let's go. Well, let's make this, well, let's make this trade. And that's, uh, Yo, is that where you want to go next? You want to go to the yeah, Grizzlies? let's 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 save the sad part for the end with the Wizards. Let's go to uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, I think they overpaid when I look at this. And and Marcus Smart, he's yeah. fine, but two first plus you're giving up Tyus Jones. Now maybe they were just thinking, okay, we were planning on getting Tyus to a team anyway. We needed to get him to a team where he could start. Like that was kind of the rumbling that was out there was mm -hmm. that the the Grizzlies wanted to send uh, Tyus Jones to a place where he could be a starter. You need to get another guard back. So maybe they just thought, okay, this is our opportunity, particularly with job being out. And this is back to kind of the grit and grind mentality, given just Marcus Smart's whole demeanor, persona, defensive intensity, all that sort of stuff. Um, so I think he's a, he's a fit. I, I think they gave up too much in terms of draft capital in order to make this happen. Um, but other than that, I, I like the fit with Memphis. I think they needed another guard coming in. If they were trying to do a solid by Tyus Jones, Smart certainly isn't a bad replacement in, in that sense. Um, in some ways, I kind of think, okay, now we're back to 
kind of like a Tony Allen-esque defender on the perimeter that mm-hmm. you've got in, in Memphis. You can pair him with Jaw. He can play side-by-side with Jaw when Jaw does return. So I like the fit. I just don't necessarily like the cost for, from the Memphis side. I, I get where you're coming from with, with that for sure because you, you, you might have thought – could you have turned Tyus Jones and two first round picks into something else? Right. Yeah, I exactly. I, I would have operated all summer, really since they got eliminated in the playoffs and then all the Dylan Brooks stuff happened that they were going to cash in some of their, some combination of kids and draft picks that this off season, it just felt like this was the year that they had to do that. So now I think, you know, the Jones part of it, I think you're absolutely right. But whether he sticks in Washington or not, well, we'll find out. You know, we're going to get to them next. And yeah. you know, who knows what's going to happen with that roster. We've got 98 point guards now. Um, so I think it's – I think there, though, was, yeah, we're going to – we're. it seemed pretty solid, right? And I think we were both fairly skeptical at first. Like, why are they so hell-bent on moving Tyus Jones? Like – you don't have John Morant for a third of the season. Like, right. what are we doing here? But it, it makes sense why why they did it. Now, the Marcus Smart of it all, I think what this is is Marcus Smart is your short-term John Morant replacement. He is your long-term Dylan Brooks replacement. Right. That mm. that's that's the way way you look at this. Is is you know, yeah, he's smaller than Dylan Brooks, but because he's he's so He's just so strong and so versatile, and he has great length for his position. This, I mean, the Celtics put him on Joel Embiid in playoff series. It didn't always, you know, it was not like you locked him down. Ideal, but but yeah, you know, like you can at least play him at the three, even though he's a six foot three guard, and you're not going to worry about it, right? So now you're taught they have the last two defensive players of the year with him and Jaron Jackson Jr. They've got their point guard that they needed. They, they still need another one uh, for you know, one. Someone has to back smart up and two smarts track record of health. Isn't always great either. He tends to miss time. So you, you can't, you, you can't go in with him as your only point guard. Cause then, you know, the first 25 games for now, at least it, you're, you're not going to have anybody at the position. Right. And that, you, you can't do that. That's you know, the, if it was a week, yeah, you figured out Desmond Bain takes the on-ball reps and in you go. We're talking, you know, two months of games, basically, almost. So, so that turns into a whole whole other thing there. So, I think with with this trade for them, they filled kind of two holes while paying a premium to do it. But I get it for them, right? They're going to love him in Memphis, right? He's going to sure. fit exactly everything everything they want. He's a, he's no worse of an offensive player than Dylan Brooks is. You know, as far as, you know, because he's a far better ball handler and playmaker than Brooks is, it's just, you know, can, can they both shoot, right? Like, that's the the challenge. They're both inconsistent shooters. You know, there's they'll win you a game here and there, and they'll shoot you out of a game here and there, too. And the, the problem is they both are so supremely confident in themselves that when they're shooting you out of the game, they don't necessarily stop. Right. It's like, ah, oh, the next one's going to go in. I'm, I'm one, one away from a hot streak. Right. So, so we'll, we'll see, you know, how that comes together. But I, I like it for Memphis. I, you know, and part of that admittedly is my bias towards Marcus Smart. Sure. Um, but I, I, I don't, I don't hate it because I feel like the draft picks for them are almost just surplus at this point. You just, you can't keep drafting multiple guys. They've got so many other guys on the roster that they, they're going to struggle to five minutes for, but they've still got holes, right? You still need another wing with size. You do still need another guard. You still need another backup big because Brandon Clark's probably not going to play no. this season. I saw he was doing work in the pool. So that's, that yeah. was good to see, but he's, yeah, it's he's great, not. But, 
Yeah. Yeah. Generally, a torn Achilles. That's that's a year long, and we'd be talking what the beginning of March. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. It's just it's good to see him doing something. Agreed. Not Agreed. it's good as though he's going to yeah. be back in a big factor this next season. Yep. And then, uh, yeah. So you know, but now they've they've got one spot filled, and they can go about do, doing the rest. You know, where where they need to. You know, the rest of the off season. Again, part of the reason you do these trades now is you give yourself a little bit of clarity ahead of right. things, and you kind of. All right, now we know what we're looking at. Well, let's get. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, yeah, exactly. That's that's where the Grizzlies now have to. And, and again, that's where not giving up that much draft capital probably would have helped you add fill those other holes had you been able to negotiate a, a deal. But uh, but again, I like Marcus Smart's fit there. I think that he makes a lot of sense for them as a target. If you're going to move Tyus Jones, that's probably your best case scenario, right? If you're going to say, hey, Tyus Jones is going out, who are we going to bring in? I mean, I don't know who else may have been available on the market, but based on what you're giving up, that's probably your, your best case would be to get a Marcus Smart style player, particularly a guy like that that fits the culture, the historical culture of the Grizzlies yeah. so well. Um, Did you see the thing of um, it's just this is one of those things that pops up just kind of weird, right? The, the, the grind father, right? Tony Allen, uh-huh. uh, when he went there, he was 29 and came from the Celtics. Marcus Smart, 29, coming from the Celtics. So I thought, thought that was kind of a you know, just a just one one of those weird quirky things that right means means absolutely nothing, but it's just kind of funny. Did you see the ESPN graphic with the jersey swap and they switched the yeah, color of Marcus Smart's hair? His hair. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty yeah, funny. Whoever did that, you know, with yeah. that that picture was gross though, that, and I absolutely hated it. So it just looks weird, right? I mean, after watching this dude in green for nine years, it's like, wait, what? Like he's in blue? Like that's right. just weird. I would do that. But remember back in the day, you remember um, NBA Live, like pre two K days? It was like the first NBA video game where you could like trade players. I would like trade like Michael Jordan to a bunch of different teams just to see what he looked like. Um, <laughs> he was actually, like- I believe he was Bulls guard number twenty three in some of those games because he wouldn't. Uh, he wasn't part 
part of the likeness deal right right at the time so but then you could rename him to michael jordan and go so yeah i would just see see what it looked like You're like well what does he look like in an orlando magic jersey and you know trade him there so there, yeah. there there's a little fun aside if anybody wanted to know yes i always liked rosters and that sort of stuff first thing i did with any one of those video games was fix all the rosters and make it you know exactly what they should be before playing the game <laughs> yeah, yeah before i ever played a game yes correct Madden, all right. live mlb all right let's move to washington let's, um if you if you know a wizards fan <laughs> give them a hug, hug. Give yeah. him a hug. this is this is uh, just the brutality continues for for washington yeah. think about this keith um since the trade deadline the wizards because they're about to lose kyle kuzma for nothing yep they'll have lost rui hachimura Kyle Kuzma, Bradley Beal, and Kristaps Porzingis, and received zero first-round picks. Yeah, crazy. That's absolutely brutal for that franchise. Yeah, you. It, it's one where, again, new front office, right? If this yeah. front office had taken over, you know, May or February first, they maybe they make some trades, right? Maybe they say, "All right, we're going to trade Kuzma and get something." Maybe we'll, we trade Porzingis then and get something. Now they're kind of picking up the pieces of what's left, right? Uh, again, they're they're coming into the flip that didn't really work. They're going to tear out all that work and you know start over yeah. again and start start with whatever their their uh, rehab show is. You know, uh, you know, getting them moving forward with this. So now. All right, so Tyus Jones, good good player. Sure. But, mm-hmm. but what fit does he have there? They now have – technically, these trades aren't all completed. But in theory, they have Tyus Jones, Monte Morris, uh, DeLon Wright, and Chris Paul all, all on their, their roster. So you know, my guess is maybe two. I'll yeah. set the over-under at two of that, that, that are on the roster at the start of the season. Chris and, Paul's not going to stay. He'll no, move one, one way or another. He'll move. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm going to set it at two uh-huh. and I'm probably taking the under, <laughs> like I think one of them last, cause someone has to, you know, handle the ball and get you into your offense and yeah. all that stuff. Um, yeah. Now they can create like 20 ish million in cap space this year. If they really wanted to, you know, if they just straight wave Chris Paul and then wiped away the cap holds for their other free agents, mm-hmm. which is, primarily Kyle Kuzma at this point, um, all of their money on their books. That's long-term like beyond this year. It all belongs to Daniel Gafford and guys who are on rookie deals. They have no, not nothing else on their books after this year. They've Daniel got this year, Daniel Gafford salary jumps up to 12 million, but then they've got two years um, left for him at about almost 28 million. Everything else on their books, rookie deals. Corey Kispert, uh, Johnny Davis, Xavier Cooks, who they signed last year. I mean, Isaiah Todd's not going to be a Jordan Goodwin. So, I mean, this is as clean a cap sheet as there is exists in the NBA. You know, you know, I've been saying the Lakers one still kind of gives me, you know, fantasies of my dream of a completely empty cap sheet just because they have no long term. <laughs> right, right, right. On the book. The Wizards are are really really close to that, you know, with very minimal guaranteed salary. They could have realistically next summer, if they just took in expiring deals and then let them all wipe off the books, they could have a hundred million dollars in cap space. Yes, next summer, and they would. And I, my guess would be they would use that in order to take on bad one or two year contracts, and mm-hmm. then. 
because I don't think you're going to go take a hundred million dollars and bring in a couple of stars or whatever. But you'd have no structure around them um, if you're paying your stars, say, forty five million each or something like that. So you're going to still need to build up your base of draft capital. So you probably spend the next couple of years just taking in bad contract, the OKC yep. approach, OKC and getting stuff. draft yep. capital for it. Um, and that would be in place of the draft capital that you should have got for the players that you've, you've traded away over the last four or five mm-hmm. months here. You know, and this thought occurred to me, Keith. Had they picked this direction a few months ago before the trade deadline, this looks so different. Sure. Right? Because you'd be getting at least a season of Porzingis. Somebody would give up at least a first to get a, to get mm-hmm. the remainder of the season with Porzingis. I think you would have got most likely more for, for Bradley Beal. Again, a team that was feeling like, hey, we need to make this push right now into the into the postseason. Um, waiting until, waiting just a few months. Was. What's that? Kuzma, you definitely would have yes. got, you know, something Kuzma? more because he was super tradable at $13 million. Instead, Anybody you're going to lose him for nothing? Like, yeah. had you picked this direction just a few months earlier, this changes their whole rebuild outlook and how far down the road they're going to have to really look before they yep. can get back to being competitive. Um, that's, you know, whether we talk front office regime or, or whatever, like that changed over. But yikes for, for Washington. That's a... Uh, this has been disastrous for them, and it's going to take a long time for them to for them to come out of this. And again, I'm not saying this is yeah. the wrong direction. I think this nope. is the direction they needed to go, but by refusing to bite the bullet for so long, I think it really, really burned them. Yeah, I mean, and as I've said, you know, before, I think maybe, maybe even when we talked this trade in its initial form, it is it's awesome to have cap space, you know, and a ton of flexibility. It, but cap space has never won anything, right? Like it's, right. it's never won anybody anything. So you have to you have to make good use of it going forward. Now, yeah, I mean they're they're starting over as clean as you can. So we're we're gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. Yep. Hopefully, Ted Leonsis and the ownership group has patience and can actually see this through. And this doesn't turn into one of where it's like, hey, you know that hundred million. Yeah, let's go sign these five free agents next summer. We're all right. know, 32 years old and you know, give them a bunch of money so we can get back into the playoff contention. You have to see it through the right way. So, yeah, I'm with you. All right, let's go to the Clippers, right? I have nothing yeah. else on the, the Wizards. All right, Clippers side of this. Obviously, Brogdon's out of the picture now, right? They, they were going to have Malcolm Brogdon. We thought, all right, point guard's pretty well set um, there. You know, maybe, maybe they uh, – uh, bring in, you know, bring back Russell Westbrook. We'll see. My guess is they're right back in on Chris Paul again, mm-hmm. right? All the same stuff. They could have traded for Brogdon. They could trade for Chris Paul, um, including the 30th pick. Maybe Washington just reengages with them straight up on a deal, right? It's that possible for sure. Happen. There's still the possibility, right? That deal is not done with the Beal deal. It's it's done from the concept of, you know, it's not going to fall apart. Right. But, he could you fold can add the Clippers in as a third team, right? And just, just route Chris Paul direct there. And he never does the stop off in Washington. So, you know, I think that's all, you know, still, still in play. If, if anything, if I was like teams like the Lakers and now it's weird because the Celtics would maybe be in play or anybody needs a point guard. I'm like, ah, oh, man, the Clippers are back in play for yeah. Chris Paul. Right. That, like that, that just makes it a little, 
whatever percentage you thought you had at getting him, it goes down a little bit because they, they can make the trade for him and still deliver the same stuff of expiring salary to Washington and all that stuff. So, so we'll see, we'll find out if that expands today or tomorrow or whatever happens here. It's a little bit of the picking up of the pieces uh, there for, for that. But you know, the point remains Clippers still have a hole at point guard because at, at best right at this very moment, it's re-signing Russell Westbrook on a veteran minimum. That's really the only option they have, you know, right now today. So, you know, that 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 changes if they make trades and all this other stuff and go go from there. So, so we'll see. Um, do we do we want to hit any of the last news here leading up to the draft? Or, um, let's see. Clippers Did not this... expected to trade Paul George. That didn't come out that they were looking right. Right. Uh, Pacers. That was one and, of them. Yep. Looking, looks like the Pacers serious about trying to get a forward. Sounds like some things have kind of gone a little in, into that. DeAndre Hunter, Jonathan Kaminga. Um, but it sounds like they're like, yeah, we want a forward, but not at the expense of the seventh pick. So, you know, kind, kind of get that one. Like that, that makes some sense there. So uh, I don't know if there's any other major stuff out there. I haven't necessarily seen here. Uh, Damian Lillard, we'll see. I mean, that's nothing mm-hmm. new. It's the same exact, same exact place we've been in, right? Where it's, uh, you know, whatever happens with the third pick and and then we go from there so i yeah, think man. it's it's really just hey pins and needles right i mean all day we're going to be waiting for the next yeah. big bit of news um yeah. and you just never know when it's going to come again it's draft day and yeah. draft day i think we're in for some twists and turns today <laughs> and, and tonight and i just hope some one of the some, some gm pulls the we're in a different world than we we're in yeah. <laughs> we were 30 seconds ago right <laughs> yeah yeah right that'd be that'd be amazing i yeah it's you know talking to people around the league like literally it's like man like everything but the number one pick feels like it could be in play tonight mm-hmm. right like like is going to the spurs there's nothing changing that um everything else though you know we'll see i mean doesn't seem like Charlotte's going to trade out, but you know, we'll, we'll find out here. And yeah, you know, we certainly know. I mean, there's teams that are looking to move up, back, and out. You know, for future picks. There's, I mean, so much. And part of that is, I mean, I just ran these numbers just as a little little lead up, and I'll probably repeat this uh, when we're starting our live show. But like Washington right now, including agreed to trades, they have control of six total picks in, in this draft. Charlotte has five total picks in this draft. You know, that that's that's that starts to get to be, you know, an unreasonable number, right? So you're gonna right. see some of those picks get moved. Not necessarily good ones, but but you know, second rounders are gonna be flying all around it. We're gonna get to the end of the night and it's gonna be like I don't even remember who owns who actually I, I get who they're telling me is making the selection, <laughs> but I have no idea who actually owns this pick anymore, right? Especially so in the second round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, man, I can't wait to where well, we're like eight ish hours away from from going live. So, you know, it's time to uh, get Let's some go. lunch and get you got to eat some pancakes. And that's uh, right. And uh, yeah, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get get all get all uh, all our sustenance in, hopefully maybe a nap. And then uh, then we'll be ready to go, man. I don't know if the nap's going to happen. I don't, yeah, I don't it's think it's not a restful nap, but that's for sure, because no. every time your phone <laughs> yeah. buzzes, it's like, <gasps> What happened? <laughs> yeah, I might have to you know put it in the other room if I if I want to really lock in. But you know, yeah. power naps, right? Power naps. There you go. 20, there you go. Naps. All right, brother. All right. Well, hey, this was fun jumping on here. I know we didn't plan on doing a show today, but since there was the trade to break down, we figured we'd get this in. Uh, hopefully, everybody comes joins joins us tonight during the draft. We'll break everything down live as it's happening. Going to be a lot of fun on draft night. Happy draft day, everybody. 
Let's go till till uh, tonight. See ya and stay safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.